Ding dong. Come in. Hello. I'm the prick inspector. I've come to inspect your pricks. I believe you have one here at this location. Uh, Eli Silverman. Yes, that's me. Well, how can I help you? Well, I've come to inspect you for your prickishness. I d- I, have I'm... you done anything pricky lately? No one's emailed me or anything about this. Oh, there was an email sent to uh, eliprick.gmail.com. That's not my email address. I'm sorry, I've made a terrible error, sir. Well, get out. I'll leave. Get out. And that's our cold open this week. It is. I liked it. It was clever. It was. That was not clever. It was very clever because you know it was subversive. You always do this. You give me a a dressing down about the quality of last week's episode and how we need to do better and not get into bad habits, and then you then you produce. A piece the of the, inspector, the yes. worst, one of the least well-conceived, unfunny things, honestly, I've ever heard from you. Hello, I'm hello, the Hello, I'm inspector. the dickhead inspector. Oh, is there a dickhead no. here called hello, Paul? That's me. Hello. Oh, hello. I'm, I'm a, from the dickhead agency. I'm a dickhead. Yes. I've been a dickhead now for 10 years. I haven't even got the badge. Well, I'm from the agency, and we want to bring you into the compound and then do experiments on you. A compound? Yes. It's mm. a compound. Sounds morally dubious. I'm no. in. What we do is we put you in a jumper, a roll neck. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We test your dick head. Right. So, and we rub up and down on your neck nice. like this. Huh? And yeah. then I go... Yeah, is that what you want? Yes, you do a chicken impression. And now that's our cold open this week. No. That is, it's our that cold open this week. That was me pastiching your shit. Oh, well, it was a very Ding good dong. pasting. Yes, hello. hello. I'm the... Unfunny cunt inspector. I'm That's me. Yeah. I'm here. How can I help? I've been an unfunny cunt for apparently. Are we looking for. A, oh, let me just check my list here. We're mm. looking for a Paul Gannon. That's apparently me. He's, he's the least funny man in a two mile radius. That's of me. The... Oh, how can I help you? Oh, I'm, it's glad to be recognised. I'm from the unfunny work. cunt agency, and they want their fucking. They want you back. Good, because I've just heard you've signed Jack Whitehall. Oh. <laughs> and that's our cold open this week. <laughs> it is. Fuck off. Welcome to Cheap Show. Oh. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles. It's just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. go and I nuzzle. Well, welcome to Cheap Show. It's the A Comedy Comedy Podcast where I, Paul Gannon, and my good friend... Eli Silverman. Hi, everybody. Hi. We go through the bargain bins, the charity shops, and poundlands of this great country of ours. We look for the treasure to be found amongst that trash. And boy, howdy, have we got some lovely things for you today. Do we? What, what have we got coming up on the show today, Well, Paul? we've got a charity shop showcase where we highlight things that we found in a charity shop. Uh, that we think are worth talking about outside of any games, competitions or challenges. Uh, part of the enshittification process of Cheap Show, whereby everything becomes a binary. The in ongoing enshittification of Cheap Show is in full swing. In or out. In yeah. and out. <laughs> Again, you're doing your own No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I am not doing it. And I tell you, I will be disciplining you this week. How? Every time you do a mad mouth noise, I'm going to put my thumb up your bum off. How about that? 
Why don't you get punished for any of the tropes like that one? I don't need to be like, punished. Oh, I get arse damage, do I, if I misbehave? That, like, we have never right, been well, there How are you going to punish me, then? I get arse punished, All do right. I? So I arse punish you, the humour, ha, ha, ha. Arse punish. Right. Arse punish. And oh, yeah, would you like some arse punish? <laughs> I need some arse punish, sir. Right, then. Here we go with the arse punish. Right, I'll give you some. I make a joke about that. What do you do to punish me? Hey, what's your witty thing? That's some I don't form know. of I get to make Eli a... retribution. Eli retribution. I get to say uh, Grahartly. No, but then I, then, then you I... make a mouth noise, and so then I have to no, go back to sticking no, my thumb at your ass. Grahartly's a word. It's not a word. Anyway, on this week's show, we've got the charity <laughs> shop showcase, and we have a we've tales. Got two charity shop showcases. Well, no, the, we have one segment <laughs> with two items within it. Ah, please get it right, or okay. I shall ask you to leave the podcast. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> You can't do that. It's a community reference. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. guy pop, used to go pop, oh, pop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but well, I didn't mean it like pop, pop, hand, palms no, no, in the like, air. Yeah. You meant it is and thumb up the bum. Thumb up the bum. Thumb up the bum. Thumb, thumb, maybe? Oh, how can how it go? Douche, douche. Douche, douche. No, that's, we need douche, to get douche, douche back into this. We that's where we're going douche, douche in a while. Do you know what the, the home of the douche, douche concept can be? What? When you get the double between on the nose. Arsh punish. <laughs> No, when you get the double between on the nose. Dush, dush. That's a dush, dush. But that means you don't get a between. You do. You get a between and a, and a badoosh. You don't. You just say dush, dush, dush in dush. a joyous way. What about if you get... No, you get a dush, dush when you're out completely. So it's like, it's one pound and you said 35p and you're out. Dush, dush. Like that. Make it a kind of threatening... I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and elsewhere You've on the You've deflated pocket, that. Yeah. I went in with the joy of the dush, dush. You did you did the anti-juge on the douche douche. on the douche douche. Failed to juge up the douche douche. And that's our cold open this week for the podcast. And that's our cold open this week. Right. And we're doing a tales from the shop floor. And I read it, and it's only short, but I think it's worth telling. And we got Eli's. Country Urban Noodle Kitchen. We're going to the, we're going to pop into the Country Urban Noodle Kitchen. Got a micro Country Urban Noodle. Kitchen. Just a one kitchen. noodle segment. Just hey. a one noodle segment this week. But again, it's a segment that we think is worth your time. We do. It's noodles is always worth your time because we are a noodle based podcast. Noodles and sauces. No, primarily not Ghostbusters noodles and sauces. Well, if you just I, well, look, I reckon if you stacked up a super edit of every time I've mentioned Ghostbusters against every time you've mentioned sauce and noodles. I have enough, just a theory that I will have a very small amount of Ghostbusters content okay. compared to your noodle accepted, content. Accepted, Paul, but I want you in in turn to accept this, okay? Yes. Accept this, what I'm about I, to say. I will take I it. I want you in turn to accept this. I will accept it with both hands. You are the interlocutor and you will accept this. Interlocutor? Interlocutor. What's Isn't that? that how you say it? I don't know what the word is you're trying to say. Tom Cuter. Who's that? He's no, a... <laughs> that's just not. Well, don't start then. I know. But what are you saying? What words are you trying to impart wisdom by? I'm saying I accept. Yes. Well, just to recap, I accept. Douche, douche. <laughs> Go on. I accept that if you did a supercut of every time I'd said noodles or sauces on the show, yeah. and you put it up against a, a supercut of you saying Ghostbusters mentioning Ghostbusters, yeah. one would be much larger in extent than the yes. other. But uh, also, you know what? You know what, Paul? Uh, 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 what is more larger yeah. in, in importance to the history of the world? Uh. Sauces and noodles, sauces and, and including condiments in that, and noodles. Sauces, condiments and noodles, Paul, or Ghostbusters. Yeah, but like Ghostbusters, so I don't think a- is going to change the world, but it might be a, 
a balm for some who really enjoy it. And it means more to them in their life than a sauce does on a regular basis. Nothing means more so, than sauces. Well, to you, yeah. Because you have a blinkered existence where everything in Eli land is fucking sparkling and fine. Show me but from someone an outsider's who... point of view looking in, it's like looking into a cancerous arsehole full of oh, bats and God. webs. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Oh, did we have to? Yeah. Well, we got to tell from the shop floor for everyone. Yeah, that's I've said that. Is and that coming up? Little, I don't know what you... What, what did you want to do things in today? It's up to you. I'd like to do the tells from the shop floor at the first. All right, well, let's the get out of the way. Should we get that out of the way now, then? It's what, something what that we both enjoy. Why do you, is everything getting out of the way? It's like you want to die before you've lived. Well... Well, then, let's enjoy this. Let's savour this moment we're having. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to savour this moment. Oh, this moment is so good. Ah, chef's kiss. Oh, dish, dish. <laughs> dish, dish. Oh, zhuzh up that dish, dish. Zhuzh, zhuzh, you dish, dish. I've zhuzhed it. Did you know zhuzhing... Um, is Polari. No, I did not Zhuzh know that. is a Polari word. Zhuzh. But doesn't it come from fr- French for something, though? No, it's Polari. But they didn't take it from a French word. I don't know what they what they took it from. Right. But they did borrow from French, didn't they, a bit? Polari. Oh, 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 oh. Campari. Oh. oh, oh. Chinotto I'm drinking. He's drinking Chinotto, which is a orange bitters Italian soft drink. And it's quite the popular national in Italy. soda of Italy, apparently. Yes, and drink it, and we're done with that bit of information. Oh, Polari, oh, 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 Chinato, oh, and I've run out of words to add to an Italian. Listen, song. Paul. So let's just wrap this up now, mate. This is the I bit open. This wrap is fine. Up. We've set the stalls. It, it's a parcel of nothing. We've, We've set the stalls of... up. What stalls? The stalls of the show. We have Cheap show is a market street, and we've said just over there is the stand for the tales from the shop floor, and over there is the stand for the noodle, and over there there's the charity shop showcase stand, and the market is now open. Ding-a-ling-a-ling, everyone. Everyone can go in. Why is there bells in every single... Because bells bring in good news, and I've got good news for you, and that is this Cheap Show episode is ready to go. One thing. No. One little thing. Yes. Can I get a burger? What do you mean, can you get a burger? Can I go and get a burger? We don't the... do hot foods here. It's what not kind a hot of fucking food market. Is this? Oh, it's a, sm- it's it's a start up. What if I get one? hungry? It's a pop-up. I actually need a piss. Well, you can piss in the street. I can piss I in the street. Do. Don't fucking go. I can piss in the street. I've seen you do it. I don't piss in the street. You've pissed in many streets, mate. I've seen you piss in more streets than high hot dinners. <laughs> Again, factually incorrect. It's not factually incorrect. Any time I've been out with you, in general, like nearly te- every time I've been out with you, I've caught you having a piss in the street in the corner of a market store when we went past that. In the fucking- corner. Remember when we used to do the uh, the brew house, and you meant for many pisses in the market stall areas where they had those little antiques. I did set. used to piss up the market exactly. stall. Yeah, yeah. So if you've pissed by the bins where you work. You piss around the back of shops oh, and stum, stuff like that. Stum. <laughs> stop, not, it's all coming out. Stum. It's all coming out. Got your super injunction broken. <laughs> Mate, can we just crack on? Well, yes. I'm not trying to do anything here. I'm trying to be good boy. <laughs> I like it when you're a good boy. Well, come on then. Let's have tells from the good boys sh- get douche douche. The double douche. And the double douche is coming your <laughs> way. And that's our cold open. <laughs> it's not, though. We've done the cold, cold open. open. I'll show you my cold Press open. Press the stupid cunt button. Sorry, that might have been my stomach. Oh, I didn't hear anything. Sorry. Well, you haven't got your headphones on. No, but I didn't hear anything. Oh, it might be on the recording, though. No, I'm deaf. Are you? Yeah. Can't hear anything. No. 
I just guess what's about to be said. Okay. Based on facial gestures. And I can lip read. Oh, he like wants a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is it's stupid. time for Tales from the Shop Floor. Tales from the Shop Floor, 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 we Floor. We haven't floor. done one of these in a while, have we? Yes, let's just explain to people. Why don't you explain to people? Tales from the Shop Floor is an infrequent segment that we do where we read stories sent in by our listeners who uh, have had funny little anecdotes happen to them in the world of retail, hence shop. Could be char- It started as just charity shops. It started as charity shop fodder, but it's blossomed into supermarkets, department stores. We've had libraries. Policemen. First night on the job as a policeman. Yeah, that was one of our darkest chapters. That's honestly kind terrible. Kind of drew a line on the some respects of other stories we would be willing to tell. Yes, you know, the whole punching down on we don't the want... lower elements of society. It, it was in danger of uh, degenerating into a bunch of sort of uh, freak-out video equivalents yeah. of just sort of homeless people. We didn't want to turn this into a bum fight segment of the show. A bum fight, that's, the, that's yeah. the phrase. It's not bum fights, it's tales from the shop floor. And it is, and we have one this week that I think qualifies as suitable for reading on this week's okay, show. Okay, great. I'm looking forward to this, Paul. Great. So this one comes from Brett, and Brett says thus. Hi. I can't remember if I've submitted this before, but after telling my friend, fellow Cheap Show fan and Eurovision entrant Morgan Kenning recently, she urged me to submit it, so I am doing it to make sure. Good. I don't think you have submitted this before. This is fresh to mine eye. Thanks, Bruce. Brad. Brett. Brod. Wow. Brod. Thanks, Brod. <laughs> Thanks for your letter, Brod. <laughs> Trad. No, I like Brod. <laughs> Chord McBroad. Brod McChord. There <laughs> uh, we go. Thank you, Brod McChord. <laughs> here is... Brett. Is, is it Brett? It is Brett. Okay. Right, here's the story. I used to work at Dudley Zoo and Castle near Birmingham. Please don't do the accent. Well, here we go. I'm from Birmingham. He's not good. Oh, no, that's, is that Birmingham? Yes, it's Birmingham. Isn't it? Lenny like Henry. This? It's like Slade. It's like Slade yeah. and Lenny Henry and Jasper Carrot. Look, Birmingham. I can't do it. You try it. Say, uh, I am Jasper Carrot and I like mopeds. Oh, I'm Jasper Carrot and I like mopeds. You see, you do a better <laughs> Scouse accent trying to be Birmingham do I? than you do when you're trying to be Scouse and Birmingham. you sound like northern weird. I can't do Birmingham. Can't do it. I can only do, which we've been proven in the show. Australian. Australian. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you could do one thing. One thing. In the whole of Cheap Show's history, you could do one thing. <laughs> um, and that's doing. An Australian accent. One thing on that, Paul. Do you know what I've been noticing recently? Whenever an American creator, YouTube, whatever, yes, tries to do a British accent in a mocking way, you know, it does a British accent. It's, it's Australian. Spinal. Oh, I was going to say it's always Aust- spinal tappy as well. No, no, they can't. It does. It and I think there's a certain there's a certain part of the American population who actually cannot discern between a sort of London an estuary, call it estuary English accent, yeah, and um. An Australian, they can't. They can't tell the difference. To me, to them, I sound like I have an Australian accent when I'm talking. Oh, now. I can imagine that. And to be fair, when I lived in LA, I would sometimes be asked. It was weird. Are you Australian? And if I didn't get that, yeah. they say, "Are you one of those Welsh?" Yeah. And it's like, but uh, you, I think that's because you've got a southern, slightly southern to it now. Yeah, um, which they they mistake for Australian or just can't can't see the difference between. No. You know? um, but I think that is why my Australian accent is quite effective. Because, because it this, is actually yeah. close to how I actually speak. So. But they probably think that's Cockney. I bet there's an American right now going, I love these Australian guys when they do those Cockney accents. Yeah, yeah. Just like when they hear my American and every single American listener's arsehole shrivels up to the tightest bud possible. Well, I kind of like Jimmy, Jimmy I like Biscuits. Jimmy Biscuits. And, yeah. Although he is a real person and in no way a character 
from the imagination of poor Michael Gannon. I think imagination is too strong a word there, Paul. Is it? From the bum hole mind. Dush dush. From the... <laughs> All go. my characters come from the dush dush zone. <laughs> the dush dush zone. You're travelling through another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> and then the pair of bollocks. Yeah, a big pair of bollocks fly into the by. air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a giant joint on an angle spinning through oh. space. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, we could do that gag for a while, but we're not going to. Let's just get on with the story. So... They work at, or they used to work at Dudley Zoo in Castle, which is funnily enough, I think I did a psychic and science at Dudley Zoo in Castle, right. the outside live show we did. Okay. In 2012, I think it was, something like that. So there's an old castle there, is it not that old? Is it sort of It's a on a hill, I think, and then the surrounds beneath it, it are the zoo. Is it a pretend castle? No, it's a real no, it's a real genuine castle. But from when? I'm mean, like 1400, 1300s, I don't know. Proper proper yeah, 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 old yeah, yeah, rune, yeah. like a ghost hunts there. It's like okay. most haunted on shows there, ghost right. adventures. It's a well-known haunted location. It has a zoo around the bottom I of the ask, hill. I ask because a lot often there were sort of Victorian follies that were sort of build castles, you, yeah, you know. It's not that. It's but that not, more it was recent. a genuine thing. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, let's get through to the story. Uh, I used to work at Dudley Zoo in Castle near Birmingham, and we had a celebrity guest visitor one day. The zoo had some baboon births and named one of them Billy in honour of who do you think they nominated? It? Who do you think they named it after? Think uh, British. I'll get, make it easy. It's British celebrity. I was going to say Billy Gibbon of um, ZZ Top. Because okay. that works as a, yeah, as a monkey does. thing. Yeah, but it's not that. Everyone note, I said Billy Gibbons. I'm, uh, Billy Gibbons? Of ZZ name. Top, the lead. Yeah, no, ZZ I got Top, it. Yeah. Yeah. A guy out of ZZ Top. Um, <laughs> Billy it sounds monkey. like someone you'd see on Blackpool Pleasure Beach doing a summer show. Oh, I'm Billy Gibbons. Hello, I'm Billy Gibbons. <laughs> um, here's my favourite character, Wacky Bob. Hey, oh! Etc. <laughs> wacky what? Bob. <laughs> do think of a funny name. Wacky Mashman. Oh, God. I am the Mashman. <laughs> Shut up! Oh, Stop God. it! I don't know what it is about me. Just the ability to just generate wild new characters from the ether. A uh, uh, crap! Oh, I've got one, Eli. Oh, Who's what? this? It's um, Carolina Hot Tits. Ooh, Hot Tits. Ooh. I can't put on bras. They go on fire. No, this. Right, who's this other character I've got? Snatch it out of the air. Oh, it's Gary Clothes Hanger. Oh, just hang your clothes on me. Yeah, I'll put my hand out. Oh, you can hold it. Through. Can That's I great. take part no, in no, this? No, 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 I'm going to grab another character out of the air. Oh, here it comes. Going to grab one. Now, it's Mr. Gangle. These characters, mate. All these characters just grab from nowhere. You can't do it anymore. You've lost your... You've lost your seed. You've lost your character-making seed. You've shot too many blanks, and now all the all the spunk's gone. Oh, oh there's another character coming through. Oh, they're grab not it. coming through. Who is it? <whistles> Why? It's Cheeky Bird. Oh, Cheeky Bird. <laughs> you, <laughs> you already had that bird. Do you remember that bird? No, that... no, it's a different one. <laughs> Does he only whistle? Then yeah, this bird. But he's a cheeky bird. How? What's he do? That's cheeky. Nothing. <laughs> Right. right, no. Okay, so let's do this fucking letter. Right. <laughs> the zoo had some baboon births and named one Billy in honour of... Billy Monkey. Billy... <laughs> it's not Billy Monkey. Billy Ape. No, I'll just no, tell you. Shh, Be- calm. Shh. No, I'm going to get this. Go Give on. me a clue. Well, Bill is the first name. I'll say that. Bill Gorilla. They haven't got a monkey name. They haven't got a monkey name. No. There is another... Uh, should I just tell you? Because I don't want this to be a 17-minute <laughs> segment of you naming Billies of different I types. I can't think of any Bill. Good. It was in honour of 
Bill Oddie. I was going to say Bill Oddie. Well, you didn't, though. Stop I had Oddie in my mind. I fucking hate it when people say that. Where they go, here's it. Here's 15 minutes for you to guess. Oh, I still haven't got it. Oh, the answer's Bill Oddie. Yeah, I knew that. I was going to say that. Well, then why did you waste 15 minutes of my fucking time? Wasn't you bearded, fi- stupid cock. Wasn't 15 minutes. Felt like it. Billy Oddie has... To our listening audience, it felt like it. Bill Oddie has rough feet, apparently. Well, let's just get into the story, shall we? So, in honour of Bill Oddie, it would have made more sense if it was Gibbons, but what can you do? Because of the funky Gibbon. Because of their big hit, the funky Gibbon. The goodies, big hit, do the funky Gibbon. Do, do, Brackets. do the funky Gibbon. Funky Gibbon, that one. That is a, a record, a, a seven-inch single that infests charity shops. Oh, there's loads of goodies songs that like... Uh, that one is the most... And you see funky and you think, oh, is it some kind of funk record? Yeah, but not. no, and then you see it's the goodies. Anyway, so I had the pleasure of meeting Bill Oddie on this absolutely pouring down day. Billy Oddie shows up with some monkeys named after him. Yeah, because he did a song he shows called up Funky Gibbon. Oh. That's the loose connection. Maybe he likes animals and the money. He went for the money. Yeah. Listen, let me get through yeah. this story because I need to have momentum for this. Right, here we go. Brett had the pleasure of meeting Bill Oddie he stank of wet dog. <laughs> this is what he says here. Oh, I love this now. So it's pouring down day and he stank of wet dog. But this isn't the cheap show worthy moment. Right, let me read this. The zoo had lots of old cottages on site from its history, which are used as offices and for storage. One of which was a very plush office with a very nice bathroom. Mr. Oddie took a dump so bad in this bathroom that apparently the entire office had to be vacated for several days with the windows left open to clear the smell. (laughs) He cleared it. He he cleared it out. Oh, that's it. That's the story. Thanks for the entertainment. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Brett. That really made my day. Oh, fancy that. I think. Do you think Bill Oddie like where dropped his gut to where? They could fucking deal with that and stroll out like cock of the walk. Yeah. Or did he like feel some like, oh, I've, I've, I've ruined my classical I just, my I reputation. Just, <laughs> I'm just fascinated that shits can be that bad. I'm not. I've I've smelled what you two have dealt with. No, out it's in this never flat. like for a whole week though. Mate, you you have keep to the leave. fucking incense industry going because of your fucking bathroom disaster. I've been piss shamed. I've been poo shamed. <laughs> it's true. How, well, how much humiliation can I take? I don't know. Three hundred and fifty odd episodes worth. You. <sighs> Anyway, that was a wonderful and concise tale from the shop floor. Thank and I you. liked it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Brett. That's going in our minor hall of fame. And if anyone else has any stories about uh, celebrities who smell bad in person or drop horrible eggy guffs. Or anything that really kind of lowers the reputation of a well-loved star. I'd like... Please get in touch. You can email thecheapshow at gmail.com. I like the idea of someone who... Uh... <laughs> yeah, but you know what's going to happen is one day, like, uh, tells on the shop floor. One day, Eli Silverman came in to use our bathroom and absolutely burnt out the I place. I don't do that. I know it was going to be bad. You save it for Holmesies. Do you? Yeah. Do you know it's going to be a like bad a, one? Not like a grown-up. Apart from, uh, I was in Leicester. And you can fucking February. talk. Cause you, I was in Leicester. You had a three-flusher. You, fucking you had a three-flusher that you admitted. That and it three-flusher is a courtesy a, one. And there was a fucking stench in here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Shut up. It was solid air. I bet there You've was a guy. curved air. It was solid air. Oh, look, there's Eli. He's in that uh, Cafe Nero in Leicester. Oh, I'm seeing him later at the live show. Oh, he's just popped into the toilet. I'll wait till he comes out. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, Eli really fucking stewed that room out, didn't he? <laughs> you didn't smell that one. Mate, 
when you opened that door, really? it was like someone had popped open a sewer pipe. You dirty, grubby <laughs> shitmeister. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. Ooh. And to think... Oh, why are we talking about this? Why indeed? It's because of Bill Oddie. We're moving I bet, on. Look, I bet... We're moving I on. I think there has to be some kind of level of disease or alcoholism. <laughs> for it to be that bad that they can't return to the office for a week. Maybe just clang to the whole, to the fabric, to the wallpaper, oh, to the paint. Imagine just the grossness of Bill Oddie's fucking terminal nuclear chod yeah. bomb. I bet it looked like a baboon's arm as well. <laughs> <laughs> like a baboon's neck. <laughs> oh, I just dropped a hairy gorilla in yeah. the top. Oh, Gorilla's in the mist, mate. Talk about a fun- funky moped. <laughs> No, funky that's moped. that's Jasper Carrot, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Think about Funky Gibbon. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell! So that's not a goodie. I'll give oh, you that for a fucking fact. <laughs> no, that's good. Thanks, Brett. Thank Cheers. you, Brett. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye, bye. <laughs> and that's the cold open. And that's the cold open. <laughs> hey, everybody! It's time for the charity shop showcase segment of the show. Eli, tell us a little bit about what that is. Charity shop showcase is a part of the show where we pick items uh, that we found in charity shops and we present them to each other and then we decide as a team whether they are a charity shop showcase a good worthy item uh, that deserves to exist or if they have no place no place in this plane of showcase reality. or no place no place in this plane of reality and would it be better to have never existed although did we always i mean i guess is there a point to that i just think we should bring things along that we like that we've bought that don't fall into any other category within the show that's bringing them along but then the judgment hammer but does should fall. there be judgment does sh- everything need to be judged the cleaving judge hammer of retritude <laughs> oh no the you're cleaving do- you're, hammer you're doing so well i think Listen, you're the one who started this. They're... I did. Well, no, not me. It's if it's showcase. I'm a good boy. No, you're not a good boy. I'm a good boy. You're not a good boy. Yeah, a good boy. I think the characters that you produced earlier were substandard. I think in time they will age beautifully. And I think I need to demonstrate to everyone. <laughs> oh, cheeky bird. What's that? You know what's a better... What's that, cheeky bird? <laughs> what, Eli dresses like a drunk dad at a social group. In a social group. Yes. Yeah, like most people are. Shut inside. Up. Shut <laughs> up. What's He's that? a fucking What's idiot. That bird? This bird's an idiot. In a, a drunk dad in a social group. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Uh, it's the owl from months ago. I can't remember why we used them, but I remember the it's voice. The chutney owl. It's the chutney owl. Woo-hoo. He must... Um... Oh, there's some more chutney from the chutney owl. No, that's not what the chutney owl does. Oh, don't be so cheeky, cheeky bird. Well, you'll get us cancelled if I repeat that, cheeky bird. Do you know what the chutney owl's probably here for? What? My pants. Great. So here is the charity shop showcase segment of the show where we give you things that you might like to see. I've explained it. I explained it. Oh, do you want me to recap? No. Let's yes, just, I'll just no, recap. No, we're fine. We're good. I'm just, no, I'm, I'm going to recap, Paul. I'm going to recap. Just carry on. So, we bring in interesting items that we found in charity shops. We present them to each other. And then, between us, as a team... Shut up, cheeky. The cleaving hammer of decision comes down. And some objects it banishes... Cheeky bird, shut up. ...where they have no place. But other... Cheeky bird. Other objects... ...have showcase. It's catcalling me, you fucking abusive bird. He's a cheeky bird. That's not my fault, is he? Is he going to call me a drunk dad in a social group? Just admit the chutney owl's here for my butt butt nuggets. But for your bum jam. 
The Chuck Neal's here for the bum jam, It's got everyone. a very sensitive nose and it can smell my dick sweat from fucking two miles out. And what? Now you're suggesting your dick makes chutney now as well. It's not chutney, but it's got a very olfactory I signal. hate where this is going. It's got an olfactory... I hate... Let's stop. My Let's dick, just stop. Dick sweat. Right, good. No. My dick Let's sweat just smells stop. of chutney. My, my dick sweat smells of chutney. My dick sweat smells of chutney. And you can on your toast. And spread it on your toast. You are not been done the chutney and then spread it on your toast. And it comes out. And that is your allocated Eli stupid fucking embarrassing regretful moment. Here. I tried to say come round here. Yeah, then. but you, you see, when you force it, it yeah. sounds trite. It sounds fake. It sounds disingenuous. And it rips off our audience and shows that you don't care whereas I care very much isn't that right cheeky bird <laughs> what a racist <laughs> right, anyways you show me your f- oh, no, wait let's play the jingle for the charity shop showcase it is the charity shop the little showcase it's the one place where you can show your stuff come and come and come <laughs> come on come to the charity shop oh, showcase. check it out i'm jimmy jim jimmy jim jim Pavarotti. And what is your first item? We've got one each this week. What's Eli's first? Now, we have been, and myself especially, Paul, fans of the Tomita, is it? The full. Well, just say Tommy. Stop being a prick. They're known as Tommy. Just say Tommy. Not being a prick. I'm trying to be detailed. Mm. There's a company that make toys in Japan, known as Tommy in the West and Tomita in Japan. Tomita, tomato. Let's call the whole (laughs) thing off. And uh, they do toys and games. Yeah, and we have a collection, well, I have a collection as well, of some of their kind of mechanical activity games, like Screwball Scramble, like Yar, like... um, Did they do the Kong thing? Rock and Roll Maze. Yeah, they did Kong Man. Kong Man, which is where, it's a physical game where you try and get, it's like a... People saw it on Bartians, when we did it on Bartians, yeah. People know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, in recent years, we've been sent, uh, I think Yven sent us those, they do a series of cars. That oh, are, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A noodle, pot noodle car. Not pot noodle, a cup noodle cup car. Cup noodle, Nissan cup noodle car. It's branded. And also Mr. Pooty Face or whatever he's Mr. called. Mr. Bumface Detective. Yeah. Strange, strange thing. But Great I actually stuff. really like that. I love all of their stuff. And the, what are those, that series with the oblong shaped... Um, oh, yeah. I know what you mean. With the water Handheld games. They did a whole series in the Oh, 80s. the pocket... Pocketeers. Pocketeers. Yeah, but they also did... I used to have those... Uh, we never covered them on the show because we've not had them, but the water games they had. You know, like it was either a tube and you had to squirt it to get the things in. Or yeah, yes. it was more like a flat rectangle. And I saw one that was Pac-Man and it had a great big Pac-Man. I remember that it, one. The Pac-Man's mouth opens or the ghosts fly in. I just find that so fascinating where you've got a computer game, but then you're going back into a physical toy format. You're taking that... And same similar with Kong-Man as well. Yeah. You're taking... Um, well, I mean, that was ripping off the iconography of the video game. It wasn't based on the video game Donkey Kong. It, but they do also... Because Tommy, I think, released an LCD um, or LED Like a game watch and game thing. So. Called Munchman. I think that was Tommy. If not, it might have been Grandstand. Either way. They've got a different history to a company like Nintendo, but probably started in a very similar place. Probably. Except it's like when Nintendo dovetailed into video games, they stuck with toys and gadgets yeah. and all sorts. Yeah. And they're still, you know, very popular today. Mostly known for making very young kids stuff now. 
like the eggs, which yeah, like I have two sets of, which yeah. are a fantastic toy for a ba- basically a toddler or younger, aren't they? And the grown man in his late 40s decided to buy them for himself and withhold them from a child's joy. And very much what I've done with this item as well, Paul. Yes, now, you have. What is this item? This is a little Tommy toy, and mm. it is uh, marked... 1988. That's another Ooh. thing I love about the Pocketeers, that they, they date their toys. Well, it's not Pocketeers, it's Tomy. No, but they also have them. Oh, yeah, they date them. Yeah, and yeah, this I mean, is from Singapore, and I believe that's the same as the Pocketeers. They made. They must have had a com- uh, factory in Singapore. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the history is, but I love the way that you can date this. Yeah, but you haven't told everyone what it is yet. It you always is... go weirdly backwards, like, here's this thing. And on it, it's a tiny little imprint, which reminds you of Daddy's love going through the park. Daddy love. We're we living in <laughs> memories in my house. Is Daddy childhood. love the drunken father in, in a social group? Is no, that no, no, Daddy love that? was the parental thing. Of the Beach Boys, wasn't it? Obviously, Daddy Love, Daddy Love. <laughs> Good one. Thank now, you. Now, uh, it's a rabbit. It's See, a little... I'm firing on a cylinder today. Yeah, aren't yeah. I? At least half a cylinder. Half a cylinder. All right. This is a little plastic rabbit. Now, can I describe it thus? It's like a plastic taco rabbit. It's got the shape of like a, a taco. Well, it is in fact a transformer toy. It is because in this, I've got it in the folded up state now, Paul. Yeah. And it is a, it's a sort of geometric shape. It's a semicircle. Yeah. Um, and but it I looks believe, like a little taco. I don't know. I think we want to do some research on this, but yeah, because when I looked it up uh, through Google Lens, and it said modular, so and there's I a believe, collection of others. Do you think? And I think there must have been some kind of thing you can fit them all into. You know, like a like a, one like of those blocks and squares. Like blocks. You, so maybe there's like a, a square dog and a triangle cat or something. I need as to know, well. but it's not called modular. So that's what I think. It's in its its geometric form shape. So unfo- un- watch the transformation. Up come the ears. Ears pop up. Then you pull down. Oh, its little body pops out. That's cute, isn't it? It's very good. The feet tilt out. The feet no. tilt out, and it's got little um, arms as well. So the feet and arms there. It's very cute. And if you want to put it back together, yeah. look at this little orange plastic button yeah. on his behind. And you do that, and then that's, the whole clips it clicks in. back in. Also, it has little eyes, eyeballs that... that that jiggle around so oh. the eyes move around. Oh, just so, by the way, Instagram and our website, thecheapshow.co.uk, you'll see pictures of all this stuff. So, yeah, you can go look at it there. Now, I saw this in the... It was a British Heart Foundation charity shop in North Finchley, where we yes. started out for the Quest, the original Quest episode. Yes. A um, lot of charity shops up there, you know. We've, mm, we've yeah, done a little some tour. Good, some good, some bad. But and it was £10. It was in the glass box, sort of... What do you call it? It's like yeah, in the display. window. Window, display yeah. item, yeah. which they often put their more expensive stuff in these yeah. shops now, because unfortunately people do steal there's like things. A, there's a fucking Lego BB-8 in the cancer research oh, shop really? up the road. 80 quid they're selling it for. And it's like, it even says, uncompleted. And it looks filthy, like literally like someone shat on it. Well, it's just how much those things go for. Yeah, but again, this is one of those things where they've looked online, see one go for a similar price, and gone... We will do similar, but actually, the reason why it's at that price is probably because it's in a lot better condition. It's I, a lot rarer. There's a whole discussion here to be had True. about this, but it is they are becoming more expensive, just like everything else. So they have to move with inflation. These shops, don't they? True, but aren't you trying to shift stuff? Yes, and also I think that I'm not saying they just undersell it for like a tenner, but at the same time, eighty seems a lot for it. I don't want to get snobbish here, but I feel like sometimes the people that price up items, secondhand items in these shops aren't aware of sort of the nuance of condition in a lot of on a lot of oh, these yeah. things and how condition is so important in achieving that top price. Well also and the thing- fact that Vinyl is the. I was going to say vinyl is where they go. Oh, this looks like a rare album. Whatever, we'll give it They'll for just a tenner. Look at the top price on Discogs, 
And it's like, no, it's it's destroyed. Yeah, you've got a big scratch right through, but you're selling it for 15 quid. What happens is you get these gradings. You've got excellent, I think, at the top, or near mint is the top one uh, for vinyl. Near mint, very good plus, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, And what the rule is that you halve the price every step down in grade you go, if you see what I mean. But they can't do that. They don't have the time or the energy to do that for charity shops, especially when things they, are so random. Yes, but they. But you would agree in that case they should just have a, a blanket price. Everything's two quid. Then you get a deal. True, but then like you then you'd undersell something like that Lego set, that BB-8 one, which might be out of you know sale now, so it's hard to get hold of. But it was in a mucky condition. A lot, a lot of it was missing, and I think that if it's you could probably missing. get, yeah, you could probably get the exact same and better condition complete for about the same price on eBay. I mean, really. that's see, that's the where they're going wrong, and that's yeah. kind of the problem because, like, at first glance, you go, "Oh, I'll have that." How much? Ugh. No. Anyway, anyway, this that was, rabbit. This rabbit was ten pounds. That's costly on its own. It was ten pounds. Yes. Wow. It okay. is from 1988. Have you checked on eBay? That's b- about what it goes for. Okay, interesting. I'm not, I didn't I mean, see any for less than £10 on fine. eBay. Fine. Okay, interesting. In, is it... Um, I mean, uh, it's an interesting item, but is it a showcase or does it have I no know, place? But before we go to that, Paul, I want to know if it's um, part of a set. <sighs> right, we've had a quick look and I think I've found that they come from a range of toys from the 80s called Tommy Time Chunky Changers. <sighs> And there's this one here is a green and white triangle rabbit. I need that. There is a. There's all rabbits, are they then? No, there's a dog. Let's see the dog. There's a. Oh god, I need these. Oh these... no, that's an orange and white cow, but it's square. I love it. I love the geometric. But look, I think it comes in a pack. Oh, oh, oh. Chunky ve. Oh no, this is cars. Chunky vehicles hidden in colourful shapes. So it looks like, like in that instance, there's a triangle, and you fold out into a train. They are transformers, essentially, aren't Very they? Very simple. Like if if transformers are Lego, this is like Duplo version of that. Yes, yes. But you didn't get this in Britain, did you? In the eighties, I never saw these. I mean, fuck knows. I don't know. I mean, we would have been too old for that anyway. I guess by we then. would have. I suppose. I, look at this I'm one as well. I'm not too old now, though. I remember this. Tommy Time Tutor Typer. It's a yes. little plastic uh, typewriter. That's fucking great. I collect Tommy's. Oh, what's this? Jumping Jungle Pinball. Oh, now that now Paul's found something. Ooh, oh, look at that. Look oh. at that. Oh, it's like a little chunky Tommy Duplo pinball thing. Oh, I love them. That's fucking right. You're getting that, are you? Right, let's take a break while I... <laughs> Booge money. Booge my Tommy time t- money. Now, Paul, I think we should say after three, uh, whether this item is showcase or have no place. Or do you All want right. to make a little end argument before we no, go? No, I don't that? have an argument to make. Go on. What do you think? It, I think it's a showcase. I think it's a no place because it's on its own. It's a curio. But if it was a whole set, I'd be like, yeah, that's fucking great, that. It's just the way I am. I don't, I don't disagree with your decision. Jesus Christ. Or his. I don't. I'm just saying it's a nice item. Oh, but, but it's, it's not a showcase. No, not for you. Not for I'm me today. Have to start a different showcase then. No, that's fine. It doesn't mean it's. it's a, I like show- it. But are you saying it's a wower? It's a showstopper? Nay, nay, nay. Uh, for me, not- it is a real showstopper. That's I right. love Tommy stuff. When I saw this, I consensus. knew I was going to. Yeah, it'd been twenty quid. I wouldn't have bought it. Yeah, okay? twenty quid would have been fucking steep. Ten is right at the top of what I'm prepared to pay. Really. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not meant to judge because my next item, a bit costly, but 
I'll show well, you. Can I just say now? What? There's no place. For I don't me. give a fuck. No, I don't even know what it is. It's, I can smell it. You can't smell it. It smells of dick sweat. No, that's what you are smelling it's... coming from the pants area of your person. There's a dick sweat fog coming up my nose. There's a dick sweat fog coming up my nose. Guffney Harbour, Guffney Harbour, dick sweat. <laughs> I'm going to let this play out because I. I know when if I, I can... interject too much, it inspires him to carry on. If I let him peter out, then it dies I've quicker. I've got my peter out. That's the, that's the uh... smell of Gaffney Arbour. <laughs> oh, I wish I hadn't now. Yeah, good. I'll teach you. Let's go on uh, to my next item. It is the charity shop, little, little showcase. It's the one place where you can show your stuff. Right, now it's time for my charity shop showcase. Now, this is something I wanted to get. Months ago, you know, when we did the Saturday morning TV show episodes. Yes. We talked about number 73 and going live and all those kind of things. You've you've completed your set of badges, number 73 badges. Yeah, I've got both the saloon doors and the original front door now. And And that's all there was. That's all it was, just the two. There was only those two badges. Just the two, Mm. as far as I'm aware. But I've got them. But anyway, I wanted to get this item for those episodes. But every time I looked online, because they don't, this doesn't turn up in charity shops a lot. Um, I got this on eBay. Full disclosure, but I mean, is t- it, how can it be a charity shop showcase then? Because eBay is like a charity shop, isn't it? When you think about it, no. except you haggle or you can buy that. I mean, I bought this direct where you just go, I'll have that because it's selling it. Every time I went to look online, this was always like 50, 60, 70 quid. And I'm like, I'm not paying 50, 60, 70 quid for it. Why do you think it was towards the more expensive end? Rare, it's rarity? I mean, this is a, a Denny Fisher toy. Denny Fisher. You know, British toy company did with a lot of licenses, board games. We've talked about this in the past. If, if that name uh, sounds familiar to you, the um, Dad's Army game we recently played. Yes, was a Denny Fisher game. Was. was that Strawberry Fair? No. Strawberry Fair was Generation No, it was Denny game? Fisher. Yeah. Either way, Denny Fisher, yeah, they Strawberry did do Strawberry Fair was a similar company, Str- were they? Strawberry Fair, Yeah. I can't remember which did which. Anyway, the point is... No, their dad's army was definitely Denny Fisher. All right. I think Denny Fisher had the TV ones. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They had all the licenses, all the on the buses, or I think they did the Jim Will Fix It board game as well. I bet the on the buses one is proper expensive now. Uh, Depends. It really depends on condition and things like that. Like I've seen job lots of board games go on eBay for like... 15 quid, and you get like 10 board games, and one of them's on the buses, and you think, oh, but I don't want to have like Scrabble and fucking whatever and right. risk and stuff to. And also, they probably haven't checked that it's complete. And that's if they're why they're selling this... it in a batch like that. Well, that's why this is a little bit cheaper because it's missing a few cards, and there's a little bit of damage on the box and things. Okay. Which is what why was I... the price? I got this for, uh, I think it was. 13 quid okay. with two pounds postage and packaging. So 15 quid in all. All in. And. I can finally reveal now after, you know, teasing you, getting you all erect and wet at the tip. I have bought Denny Fisher's board game based on the TV show Swap Shop. Swap Shop, which I never used to watch. No. It's got the Edmonds in it. It has the Edmonds. We've done two big episodes about Saturday morning TV. We talked about Swap Shop. Did you used to shop a used lot. to watch Swap Shop? No, shop, I was too young for Swap Shop. You never used to watch Swap Shop Because Swap Shop finished in 80, 81, something like oh, that. Oh, you were really young. So I would have yeah. been like two, three. I, I would have been six. If I'm I, being honest, it's probably Saturday Superstore I remember more than yeah, Swap Shop. me too. But that outlived Swap Shop, didn't it? Saturday Superstore. I think it ran a little longer. A little longer. But it was vastly inferior. You see, Paul, I didn't have a television in my home until I was five. We know, because you're a special boy. I didn't say because I was a special boy. boy. I didn't need to read until I was seven. Then it all it came to me. Oh, it's no place. Sorry. No, anyway. So it's a swap shop game. And when I saw it, 
I, for years, I was like, well, what does it do? Because to describe it, it is a plastic base with knobs and buttons on with a kind of BBC swap shop set backboard to it. it the artwork is very confident and uh, I mean, colourful, clear. It's got, got the Edmunds, Edmunds on in the top corner, is smiling. That, is that primetime Edmunds? That's prime Edmunds. That's like he's mid-twenties, early, maybe, yeah, late-twenties yeah, here. Maybe late-twenties. And a multicoloured swap shop by Denny Fisher. A great family fun game with all the excitement of BBC TV swap shop, it says there in quotation marks, but with no allocation of Lovely. who said that. Yeah. Um, That's a sort of VHS video technique, isn't it? I will be honest. I don't think this game does capture the excitement of Swap Shop because effectively what this game is, for all its knobs and buttons and things, all its bells and whistles, it's basically like Gin Rummy. The game is you've got to collect a list of one type of certain items based on colour. It's right? just a collection of... you collect. So you sets. trade cards between players and what you randomly get out from the board because, I mean, I'm not going to get into the rules because effectively the game is you pick a button, which is the switchboard. On the left-hand side, you see those nine buttons and that is your phone line so when you press that, that was someone calling in with an item, right? And you have to collect three of the yellow type or three of the red type of item or three of the blue type. And you get those, like you would with Jim Roy, by swapping cards and taking from the machine, right? Yes. The cards come out when you press the buttons. Yeah, because they're in this little, little drawer at the front. And when you press number seven, for example, it pops out. And oh, look, it's a, a record set, That's red quite- card. Oh, and maybe you have two reds already and you need one more, so you'll keep that. But maybe you have the red or maybe the red's still in the game okay, somewhere. Okay, you just have to collect uh, little collections of cards. I love that mechanism I mean, that slots the card out the front. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's simple. It's got um, a toyetic feel, Yeah, doesn't it? It's a game, but it's got a very toy-like quality. Well, to I it. like the fact that it kind of goes, who's this caller? Line five, Psh, press it. Oh, I want to swap this or keep this. Yeah, but you just didn't think that's entertaining to listen to us play it, really. No, it is. It's absolutely not entertaining to listen to because it's just like you got red. But the second half of the board on the right-hand side is another way of getting a card. And what this is, is like your playing pieces are stuck on the front. You've got a yellow, blue, black, red playing piece, right? And the basic gist of this is you rotate the dial based on some bullshit dice thing. And around the dial, there are eight UK locations. Carlisle, Barrow, Inverness, Chester, Gloucester, Bath, Swansea, York. And you take, let's say I'm red. I'll put it on Barrow, push it in there, and then I'll turn the knob one or two times. I don't know how, what it says in the rule, but we turn it. And then you use your little red playing piece to pry open the Barrow oh, thing. The little knob. And underneath it is either a blank space, which it is there, or it says Cheggers is here. And if it says Cheggers is here, you win the card you want or you get to swap with someone or whatever. Because Cheggers, obviously, on the show was the out-and-about roving... Uh... Suggesting you need to find Cheggers to get a card piece. He did that in more than one programme, though, didn't he, Cheggers? Yes, because as I said, no one wanted that fucking prick in the studio because he was, was annoying. Really? I, I'm not a Cheggers fan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Cheggers, even though you're dead. I'm sorry that I don't like you. Um, it was just a bit too much, really, Cheggers. When you think about it, it was, yeah. when he was out and about with the swap shop, fine. But he was out and about for Saturday morning superstore as well. As well, yeah. As delivery boy. Right. Going around. But there was no swapping back then. Wasn't he in number 73 as well? No. Okay. No. So that's the game. You play it until you've got all the cards you need to complete a set of colour. There's loads of 70s things on there like tennis set, toy soldier, Barbie doll, Teddy bear, and yeah. you're swapping him the card. I mean, there's a swap shop element. You can see why it's desirable because it's so nostalgic of the actual show. 
you know? Yeah. And even the items uh, have a nostalgia because they're like that record player, for example, is a, yeah. a vintage piece and now, I, obviously. I, I like owning this more for the sake of, I love the aesthetic of it. It's got that 70s BBC swap shop aesthetic with the, you know, the striped colours and the posh paws and the draw and the drawing. Notice how there's no Edmunds on the actual item itself. It's no, just kids. They want to emphasise the kids that they're playing it, rather, I think. That they're running the swap shop. Yeah. And also, you'd have to, maybe you'd have to pay a graphic artist more if they had to actually draw a picture of Edmunds. Because those are just generic children, that artist is Generic children. She's like battling, you know, he's on the phone and there's posh paws. He's all dressed up, the boy. He's got a shirt and tie on. Yeah, because that's what middle class kids who watch BBC in the morning would always get up. Morning, mother. I'm going to put my shirt and tie on and be ready for breakers. Although Cheggers was in Carlisle, for those who need closure. I don't need closure. I need open chair. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it just says once a player has collected a full set of six cards, you must display the cards on the table for checking. If all the opponents agree that the set is complete, he is declared the winner. If two players collect the full set at the same time, the winner is the player who declares his hand first. So that's it. It's like you swap yeah. cards around for various mechanics to get a set of six of one color. Disappointing. L- lack of strategy or any, any imagination in the game design but itself. Look, this is not uncommon. Like, I think it's either Strawberry Fair or Denny Fisher, also the Morecambe and Wise game, right? Yeah. But you know what that was? It was literally like tic-tac-toe, but with like their faces. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. Or maybe guess who. Either way, it was a very simple kind of board. You rotate blocks and line them up or something. Yeah. So like, how connect, was that like the Morecambe four, and Wise? Maybe. Yeah. Connect four. But how was that reflecting the excitement of the comedy sketch show they did? It, it doesn't. doesn't. And it must be hard to think of a, an original game that just fits some random format, TV format. Yeah. Because you wouldn't, like you know, Dad's Army for all its faults did, you know, it can't get the comedy across. You of the got show. angry with like Dad's Army about the whole walls thing, but I it? think it's better than the fucking bread game. Oh God, the bread game! I think the only problem Don't, with Dad's Army is you careful. need more people to play it to make it actually an interesting game. If it's yeah. just me and you, it felt like it was over real quick. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. And also, so Paul, in summary, I do like the design of this. Yeah, I just. And because it wasn't from a charity shop, I think we need to keep the we need to keep the. Oh, I've got it in a charity shop. I'll just edit that in. Don't be, don't play God with me. I'll do. I got it in a charity shop, mate. Edit in earlier. Hello, Eli. Welcome to Charity Shop Showcase. <laughs> I got this in a charity shop. Well, I it's think the it's swap shit. shop game. Not just because you didn't get it in a charity shop. I think it's shit, and it's not just in re- in retaliation for you not putting Mr. Bunny well, modular bunny putting it out of spite though it's a big difference I'm telling you I'm not doing it out of spite I don't think it's a showcase and I do because I think it's a lovely bit of 80s hauntology nostalgia early TV British TV quaint weirdness and I feel this has hauntological qualities as well this rabbit it's like does a, it it's would you see that in Skinnamarink in the background in the room it's slightly futuristic it's not though is it It's but it's a future that we've we've lost and also I you bet to they admit, make Paul, toys to similar admit, to that. You have to admit, the actual workmanship on the on the joints and hinges of this is unparalleled. Oh, fuck off, it's, mate. You're they, not going to woo me by its engineering. It's beautifully tooled. You're beautifully fucking tooled. Why? Because I've got an attractive penis. When I don't know. You've know, never clean, seen your squirrel's nut. When it's clean and it doesn't attract foliage. <laughs> Wildfowl. <laughs> Wild foul. That's not what you should call your ex girlfriends, mate. That's really disrespectful. Oh, that's what you should call your penis, the warthog. I think they should call it. It's the... got big two big fucking tusks on it. Can find truffles in the woods. I think they should call it. Can the... we end this segment, mate? <laughs> We're losing it. Chutney cannon. <laughs> <laughs>
Chuckney Cannon, aren't you funny and original? Well done. We ended the segment with another... Get that bird here to peck on my chutney. No, the owl. Woo-hoo. Do you want Woo-hoo. some chutney? Oh, he's regurgitating it. He doesn't like it. No, but that's what owls do. It's gonna, he's going to make a chutney. Oh, he's actually regurgitating it into Cheeky Bird's mouth. <laughs> it, that's what owls do. He's... <laughs> He's sapping your penis chutney and regurging it into Cheeky Bird's mouth. He's That'll making teach it... you Cheeky Bird, won't it? Paul, I have <laughs> one thing. You know, owls make pellets. Yes. It's a chutney pellet. Right, well, there we go. It's all done now. Let's end this segment because we're going on to noodles. Dick chutney pellet. Shut up. <laughs> None of us showcase nothing. He's the noodle doodle man. He's got noodles in his hand. He just rubs them on his gland. He's the noodle doodle man. I've come on this noodle. I've spunked on this noodle. I come on noodles. I comes out my knob. Oh, dear. Very embarrassing for you, that, wasn't it? Oh, dear. Why do you always go, oh, dear? It's it's one of my tropes. It's one of my tropes. It's a shit trope. When I want to undercut something embarrassing, you do. It's a shit trope. Yeah? Yeah. Do you know what else is shit trope? What's a, what, it's, what, uh, what else is a shit trope? Over-reliance on spunk for humour. And I'm as guilty of it as you, but we've got to keep an eye on it, mate. Because we can't keep doing masturbation gags, can we? How long can we eke that out for? I can eke out some spunk. Can we spunk his sticky glue? Anyway, welcome to the <laughs> Instant Noodle Podcast Kitchen, whatever the fuck it's called. It's Eli. the country urban. I just thought that fucking dude, he just, I just, he deflated all my hope. He's the noodle doodle man. He's got noodles in his hand and he rubs them on his gland. Oh, he's the noodle oodle man. Can I have a go, please? Yeah. Who's the chuffney? Who's the chuffney? Who's the chuffney? He's in here now. He's in here now. Who's Chuffney? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Wide-eye squirting like flour. How can you squirt flour? It's a powder. I can squirt flour. <laughs> you can't. You're confusing it with dust, mate. You pump out dust from your fucking sad meters. I eke meters. out dust out my meters when Every I'm too much. Every time you fucking much. ejaculate, it's, what, it's like watching chitty, chitty, bang, bang, backfire, isn't it? Hang on. Bang, bang. That's either the engine. It's also either the engine. I think it goes... That's more like that's more realistic in terms of what it looks like when I've spunk out my willy. Right, do you want to start from the <laughs> actual top? Should we start from the actual top? Yeah, but don't do the noodle oodle shit. All right, start again. He's the noodle doodle man. He's got noodles in his hand and he rubs them on his gland. He's a noodle doodle man. Well, at least you got the lyrics down. So, hello everyone. I enjoy instant noodles. And that's all we have time for. No, this. We don't. And that's we don't. our cold open. No, we're going to enjoy an instant noodle today, Paul. We are, yes. We Hopefully haven't enjoyed we'll enjoy an, an instant noodle in a while, have we? Have Hopefully we? Hopefully we'll enjoy it. This is a noodle manufactured by Doll. Doll. They're a big Chinese corporation that make noodles. Living Doll. I'm just going to just drop all the gags. It's good, this, isn't it? It's Doll. Like Ross, Ab- Ross Abbott's madhouse. Doll has a special place in my heart. 
Yeah. Because it was the first instant noodle I ever came across. He's the noodle doodle man. He's got noodles in his hand and he rubs them on his gland. He's the noodle doodle man. Squirting his gloodle. Uh, when I was in boarding school, we were only, for some reason, maybe they were in the tuck shop or something, or the local supermarket, we only had access to Dole brand noodles back then. I don't think uh, all you had back in the 80s in uh, in terms of noodles in this country was... Uh, was pot noodles, really. Yeah, you didn't or see... Bachelor's Super. Which we need to do, because I don't think... We... We've done them, and they were fucking awful, and why okay. bother? Thick, gloopy mess that doesn't even stand up to a pot noodle. No. Really? That's what I think. I would much rather have any pot noodle. Oh, maybe not any. But most pot noodles are over any Bachelor's Super noodle. But dull chicken flavour... Are they cheap doll? Yes, they're very right. much on the on the cheaper end. Even noodles in these this market, yeah. Paul, have gone up so much. Well, it's they've because... almost doubled in price. Yeah, but is that a Brexit thing? Maybe it's an inflation thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you got these at, you, at your boarding school, but I did say see some Indomie noodles for three for a pound still. So that was the standard. You could get them for three for a pound about okay. a year ago, but nowadays they've gone from three for a pound to two for two for a pound. Oh dear. Brexit so, Britain. Whatever percentage increase that is, I don't think it is. Or, yeah, I don't know. Work it out. No, <laughs> I'm not fucking doing any maths. Doll noodle was the first noodle I ever came across. Mm-hmm. Chicken doll, which and is a I delicious. I just want to make sure you don't confuse that with ejaculation over the noodle biscuit. He means his discovery of these oh, noodles. You could, you, is it the biscuit? I, I call it the biscuit. The biscuit. Yeah. The noodle biscuit. The soggy noodle biscuit. Well, again, you did go to boarding school, so it would not surprise me if your penis was attached by a piece of string into the centre of a table that someone could just pull. What? Wasn't there a boarding school game where all the boys take a piece of string and they wrap it around their penis and then they big long string and then it all comes up from the middle of the table or whatever and then you splay it out and the idea is you like... Sp- what? You splay out all the strings... You splay out the strings. Okay, let me middle. break it down. There so were ten, I've got a special table. Teenage boys around the table. I've got a, a special table. table with a hole in it. Or a table that what has What do a... I have to do? Do I go to woodwork to get this this string hole for my table? point tape, is... My wank is table. That no one knows what string is attached to what penis. And the game would be, you'd grab a string and yank it. And it might be your own or it might be someone uh, else's. I see. But they would go, oh, me willy, after you pull it, right? <laughs> like Russian roulette. Yeah. Like a communal Russian roulette with penises. Yes. What that could that be called? I think it could be called next year's Digitizer Deluxe episode. Um, how about Bill Shankly's String Yankleys? Uh, <laughs> uh, Lob on Lottery. Yeah. The Ball Bag Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> now you're getting there. Now we're getting it. Foreskin. Uh, Foreskin forfeit. Foreskin fruit machine. The one arm bandit. <laughs> there you go. There now, we go. Now there you go. And that... we'll move on. So this is doll. I was there in boarding school, and I uh, and I was introduced to this noodle. Derek Griffiths of Play Not School. Not this particular noodle. No, but this, the brand it's doll. The doll brand. And what was that brand out of interest out of this time? What brand? The, what was the make of noodle that it was? I know it was doll, but what was it? Was it a flavoured one? Was yeah, it a... chicken. I just said. Okay, I wasn't. Which listening. is the most basic. I don't listen. I think chicken was the first flavour that Cup Noodle did. I mean, it's your base biscuit, isn't it? It's the most basic of instant noodles is the chicken flavour. It's right. like the ready-salted of the noodle yes, world. Yes, it's very ready-salted. In many ways. In many ways. You don't get a ready-salted anyway, noodle, Anyway, Derek Griffiths' whatever. Are Daughter. You t- are you going to tell about how you had sex with her? Because no. we have done that. No. And you've done it quite a few times recently think, as well, I which kind think, of makes I'm, me think you're weirdly proud of this. I don't think you should bring that up here. All right, well then what are you going to talk about instead? She said... Oh, it's really nice with chocolate, this doll noodle. Right. 
and I had it with chocolate, and I thought, oh, that is quite nice. How, in what way? Did you do shavings of it on it? Or? I think I put some cocoa in with the hot water. Okay, like uh, like hot chocolate cocoa. Yeah. Or bake cake cocoa, I guess, or whatever. I think it was hot chocolate okay. cocoa. You mix it in with the hot water, then put the thing in and absorbed it. And it cooked the noodle, and I ate the noodle, and I thought, that's actually quite nice. And then she laughed at me and said, I was only joking, and you did it. Well, we had, we had, yeah, but jokes on her because you actually might have invented something which twenty years from now we'll see this kind of cuisine experiment de la art or well, something. You know, we made a, a sweet noodle as a special Eurovision uh, video, didn't True. we? And also, when I was a kid, my mate had a fucking um, like a hand blender, so we made all kinds of like milkshakes out of whatever we could find in the kitchen. Did you include savoury items in yeah, that? Yeah, I did like a mushroom milkshake, and we did <laughs> yeah, we did a beer milkshake, and yeah. it was like something we did every other weekend when we hung out. We'd see which gross thing we could. Yeah. Like, like, like George's Marvellous These Medicine. days, that's 10 weeks of YouTube content. But back in the day, it was good, wholesome fun. Yes. I think there's something to be said for the taste of potato with chocolate. And the Japanese, yeah. they have chocolate on their potato products all the time. They have, in place of ketchup, they'll have chocolate syrup no, on their fries. Yeah. All right, then. They so eat that all having, the time. What are we having today? Also, side note, can we do that chocolate recipe on a cheap show? I think we should try. I think we should try it. We should try and find a dull noodle, though, a dull chicken. Yeah, or at least get a plain. Because I've been... Hey, how about this? We get a plain, we get a chicken, we get another flavour, and we add the chocolate to each one, and we see how it affects the flavour of each. Which um, which goes best with chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Very good. See, I, I, I get invested... When I feel there's a point. Thank you. And we can call it the exper- experimental. Well, the t- well, it is the test lab kitchen, isn't it? It's the test lab kitchen. And we haven't done any massive tests in there for a while. We haven't. And today we are just going to simply do a little noodle review of this noodle. Pool. Of what is it? It's a doll noodle and it is a doll spicy artificial beef flavour. And then it says in brackets, stir type. So, before, And do you remember what that means? It means you uh, pour it into the hot water and then drain it. You drain the water off before you mix it with the flavours. And it, so it's, oh, it sticks. it's not a soup yeah, noodle, it's, it's a stir fried. Yeah. It just says stir type. Funny. So how many bags is it? We need to open it now before we get Let's into it. Let's have a little it. look. But I did want to mention it has very fiery, so it's, it's emphasising yeah. the spice. And I can't help but feel that Dole here are trying to jump on... The Sam Young yeah. spicy chicken ramen Aesthetically, trend. the package is not too dissimilar to the spicy top chicken tier ramen stuff. Yeah. yeah, which I think has been the biggest story in instant noodles in the in in recent years. Yeah, shame that. Right, so open it up and find out how many packs it is, and then we're going to hop and skip across the sound effect to the prepared meal. Now I can see these aren't like Sam Young Korean Sam Young noodles because they are much thinner. And that's why I like I like those thinner noodles, angel hair kind of thing. There is almost angel hair. So look, yeah. Oh yeah, but it's not it's not unusually thin. No, but all the Korean noodles I find have thicker ones that take longer to cook. They usually ask for three uh, five minutes in the boiling water rather than right. um three. And I just don't like them as much, that thicker instant noodle. That right. Is more um, the Korean brand. How many packs and board I'm getting losing <laughs> focus. Come on. And if you mate. want me to stay engaged, you need to spin through this. Now this is very much like a Samyang hot chicken ramen. There's just one, just one wet pack. So you get the water off this once it's cooked. Add then the you sauce, mix it. mixy, mixy. You know, very yeah. similar. So they are definitely doing a, a spicy chicken ramen clone, but they've changed the bit, the meat to beef. Okay, I think so that's, that's how they're better. distinguishing. It's I, I prefer, I'd prefer that to chicken. Do you? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know why. I think sizzly beef is a bit more fun. It'll be a bit more interesting anyway. So I think it's only fair for us to compare this to f- from what we remember of the uh, spicy chicken ramen. We did the two times. Yeah. 
Um, did we also did the normal one once, didn't we? I think so, yeah. And they have all sorts of Fucking different hell. sub-brands Maybe in that gonna now. Be, I'm gonna, seriously, <laughs> moving on, because I am beginning to genuinely space out. So every time I think we're getting to the point where we can log off this moment, you go and drop Don't something log off from the moment. I'm logging off from you've this moment. Di- you've destroyed Mate, your brain. I'm about to log off right now, <laughs> unless we get this catalog. You've destroyed your brain yeah. through social media, Yeah, basically. Yeah. You have no attention anymore. I've lost... Who are you? <laughs> Shut up. Let's get a noodle on. Should we get our noodle Let's on? Let's cook this noodle. Paul, what are you hoping for from this noodle? Beef. This is the bit where we just cut to the sound effect. Oh, I can't wait. Cut to the sound effect. Look at what No, they're... cut to the sound effect. Okay. Say it. Cut to the sound effect. We'll see you after that. For... <laughs> We're going to taste these noodles. <laughs> Fuck it out. <laughs> And we're back. Hot from the kitchen. Uh, we've been in the Country Urban Noodle Test Lab kitchen. Uh, how do you feel the process went there, Paul? Simple pimples. Very simple noodle and almost identical in its construction to, like we keep saying, Paul, the very famous Samyang hot chicken ramen uh, noodle, which is one big wet sauce pack. One big wet pack. And you drain the water off the noodle, and then you put the sauce pack Simple on it. Simple pimple. And you mixed it. What's the Huff Report reporting? The report from the Huff Report that I'm reporting with now. With import. I want you to report on the Huff Report, please. It is important. It is Paul. important. And with great import, I want you to... That's not a word. It is. It no. actually <laughs> fucking is. As is the use of obtuse to describe certain things. You didn't say obtuse. I did. So, you can either go on about it right now, or you can eat your fucking noodle before Something I stab ca- you with this fucking fork. Paul. Sorry, I lost it then. You did. Because just get Stop. on Stop. Now, I just need to clear this up, because you are being a mouth idiot. That's rich or, coming from a fucking... Just, just a normal idiot. Gob clown. You can do something... Something can have great import, meaning it's important, but you can't do it with import. You can. I absolutely refuse to accept that. I don't That's care. not doesn't true. Matter. Just because just, just you refuse to accept it doesn't mean anything to me. Please, everyone... D- correct this idiot. Please, everyone, just fucking tell Eli he's a big, stupid prick. They won't, though. They will. <laughs> Why are you being so nasty? Because you just come at me. You said that you've said that I smell you bad. Panicked. You panicked me. Panickety. You tried to say that my shits are as bad as Billy Gibbons. I mean, and you micro-correct me. Yeah, and you micro-correct me, which I hate. But, Paul, you speak so I much shit. I will stab you with a fork unless you tell me about the hoof. So why don't you just do it? And you don't have to worry about getting a fork in the eye, do you? Well, I, I'm not going to do it. Come on, stab me. All right. Ah! He's poked me with a fork! Ow! <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah, well, come I, on, I'm there. just not... I'm not going to do this now. You're not? Ever? You, no! Have I deflated you with my prong? He's actually been physically violent towards me, everyone. I actually gently jub 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 at him with the with the fork. Jub douche douche at him. I gently douche douche at him with the fork. It has a lovely peppery sweet odor, Paul. Okay. See what you beefy? think. Beefy? No, I'm getting no beef. I'm getting a just a spice. Right, I'm really. just going to come over and I have a bit. I'm handing him the bowl. Oh, I've got, We've got two. Oh, where did that come from? I don't know. Perhaps you armed yourself in the kitchen because you knew you were going to fucking hurt me. It was on me. the side, just there. Right, it's fine. We've got three forks, but two mouths. Don't taste it. Smell it. I'm going to taste and then smell. Smell, then taste. 
Nah. Oh God, you're being such a cunt. It's a little beefy, but there is a lot of pepper there. There's a lot of like a lot of chili, of... peppery kind of thing. Yeah. I'm gonna eat some. Ooh, she's a spicy. That's an interesting one. It's almost buttery. What's funny about that? What is funny about me calling the, that the flavour of that slightly buttery? If you know, you know. Why? Because it's one of your... It's not. I don't say buttery you a lot. Have you said it the last three times you tasted anything? It's not. I've not you said have. that. You have. Look, I look back. When have I said buttery? buttery. <laughs> when? Give me an example exactly to the food I described as buttery. You can't. I was listening to last week's episode. Well, you didn't said eat anything last week. Ah, no, it's... reckon dush dush, my friend. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Dush dush. I'm gonna. I will drop this. Okay. Dush dush. I will drop this, Paul. Yeah. But I just want to say. Yeah. For those in the know, buttery is the new crumbly. <laughs> well, it's, it's the new sharp. Yeah. Well. Okay. Those noodle fashionistas. It's you, you fashionistas. 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 What's the word? Fashionistas. Fascists. No. People who are I'm a noodle fashion. Nazi! Oh, you heard it here first. Oh, this is a very nice noodle. They're definitely on every level trying to replicate those Samyang hot ramen. Well, don't you think there is a buttery aftertaste? Regardless of how many times I fucking use that word, do you agree there's a kind of beefy, kind of succulent meat, buttery kind of... You know what I mean? I think what you're talking about, Paul, in your cack-handed way, which we all love, we all love the way you make mistakes with your mouth, but... I think what you're talking about is the umami, a sort of umami, a mouth feel. Yeah? Yes. So you agree? I think it's up front, it's a bit too hot and it takes a while for the palate to recognise the beef flavour. I can't, I'm not getting any beef. I am getting an, a pleasing umami. Yeah, there is that. But for me, there's that kind of like steak, charred steak aftertaste, okay. which it's I quite like. It's funny because on the illustration, it shows us a blackened steak. Yeah. On the illustration on the noodle. But I think the chilli heat comes up too fast, too quick. And by the time, like, you've gotten over that, you've got the aftertaste, which in respect makes you go for the second bite, right? I'm getting that butter now, Paul. I know what you mean. You're getting that butter now. It's in the mid-palate, the butter. Yeah. After the spice hits, and the sweetness and the spice hits up front, yeah. then you have a sort of butter. Mm. And then at the end, it's... I it's almost it's... like it's almost like there's a sauce, you know, like a kind of dressing flavour afterwards. I think that's quite nice. I like that a lot. Can you know. compare it in your mind to when you've had a Samyang hot chicken I, ramen? Look, I think the Samyang is all heat and very little flavour. I couldn't think back on yeah, that I and go, this is chicken. More, this has got more nuance than that. Well, this is what I'm saying. The aftertaste is what I think will bring you in for that second bite, where the other one's more of endurance of just the heat. I give it a noodle up. Don't try and shitify this, mate. I'm doing it. Noodle down or noodle up. I want a score out of five from you. I give it... Four noodles. Okay. There we go. I think that's a noodle you might prefer. Do you want four? As well, four noodles. Yeah, four. Noodle, 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 noodle. Thank you. I did five. Sorry. Noodle, 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 noodle. Yeah, I did Thank five. You, Paul. No, that was five again. Noodle, 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 noodle. That's it. Really? That sounded like three. No. Noodle, 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 noodle. Thank you, and I give it. <laughs> no, get the chutney out out of here. I'm going They're to finish. Back. Oh. <laughs> I love it when I break you. I love it because I get your body goes from like ready into attack mode to just complete deflated. Oh, what am I doing with my life? Paul, I'm enjoying your new rating scheme though, and I will give it. See if you can work out what this is. Yeah. Noodle, 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 noodle. No, you to, you've done two in one. Then you went noodle, noodle, which is just which is two. It's noodle, 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 noodle. That's four. No. Noodle, oodle, 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 four. You can't okay. go noodle, oodle, 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 oodle. I was doing eight. that, wasn't I? That yeah. was doing fucking That's double noodles. too many. If double put, oodles. If that was out of ten, we'd be onto okay. something. But then you still have, what if it was seven? Noodle, oodle, 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 oodle. It wouldn't sound right, <laughs> would it? Right. 
How would I do five then? Noodle, oodle, 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 oodle. Noodle, oodle, 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 oodle. Noodle, oodle, 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 oodle. Five, five oodles. Five oodles of noodles. Paul, would you? Can you see yourself? Using that, using your life choices. Yeah, life choices. (laughs) And everything that's brought me to today. And basically today's episode in its entirety. I mean, in terms of mental health, I'm feeling better than last week. You are, good. I'm glad. But I think think we've got... (laughs) Listen. Slowly turning into a... Don't get your cock out. The chutney owl needs it. Does the chutney owl need to feast? Look, the chutney owl's been hanging around. It's been after my chutney. And by chutney, I mean my... Hardened dick right, sweat. We'll we'll be so on the here we go. Give the owl what it needs. There it goes. Satiated. Oh God, it was quite vicious, that. Well, it does go for the chutney. It was I like mean, getting right in there. It was like your beak on his. It was how, just like, it's just... That's how it's evolved. He got a lot out of that. He's got a very wetted beak. His beak has a kind of... I don't know, like a hook to it, which really gets yes. under. Yes, and then that's got a technical term. Does it? Chutneyus truffalophilus. <laughs> and that's this week's cold open. We'll see you after the break. Chutney trump trump. What's that trowel? I that's know, it. This is it. We've sorry, got... sorry. The owl has a chutney trowel. Sorry, Eli. What were you trying to say? I was trying to say that that um, physiological uh, characteristic that you noticed on the chutney owl is. Uh, unique to their species, and it's called the chutney trowel. Chutney trowel. The chutney, not chutney. The chutney towel. <laughs> no, not the chutney towel. It is. It's chutney. Ta- it's the chutney trowel. It's old chutney town. No, it's <laughs> old chunky king trowel. And that's this week's episode, everyone. <laughs> Quickle cut. <laughs> so. Oh, no, I wanted to ask you, though. What? Paul. Come on, let's end this episode, please. I just wanted to ask you, stop trying to fucking interrupt so quickly, and then we get to the end quicker, because we Well, you interrupt me to say nothing. It's like being, it's like doing a podcast with the Invisible Man. <laughs> Except the Invisible Man isn't invisible, he's just annoying. The Annoying Man. The Annoying Man. Memoirs of an Annoying Man. Today, I fucked off my co-host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I said chutney trowel. Where's a day? You can't say chutney trowel. That's your problem. Chutney trowel. No, you can't can't say it. You can't say it. Spot on. Chutney trowel. No, not chutney. Chutney trowel. What is chutney? Is that chutney made from what you chuck out the end of your knob? Yes. Can we end this episode, please? (laughs) Chutney. Oh, I've chucked my... (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Or I'll release the owls. There's a whole bunch of them, is there? <laughs> He's done several. It's a whole tribe of chutney owls. <laughs> Look, they're all talking to each other. It's a whole barn. I think that one chutney owl got the, got the best bit of my chutney, yeah. and then um, it, they're the all arguing, and they're fighting over scraps they're tonight. Peck, yeah, because there's You're no chutney have your left. Pecked to death by the chutney owls. No, there's owls. no chutney left. Yeah, well, there there's no um, aromatic chutney, fresh chutney. <laughs> <laughs> right, just please, let's just wrap this up. <laughs> Come on, mate. We're doing so well. I just well. wanted you to know. Yes. Ask, I just wanted to ask you, brother. I like it. We've had that. It's the would you have nice. it? But would you have it? Yeah. Would you pick it out and have it? If I was having it with something else, like some veg and things or whatever. And spi- I think it's nice. Spruce it up a little it's bit. It's extremely spicy. They're well, not- how about you fuck off and carry on eating it then while I'll do the admin? So we can just, I can just quieten your whole mic right now. So you can slurp away like a fucking warthog. <laughs> Let me finish. Don't add, don't amend, don't correct. Let me finish.
Yes? No, go back to scarfing down your noodle meat. I don't want no more. Well, then put it down. So you're not, like, scraping at it like a noodle Oliver Twist. Please, sir, can I have some ramen? Something I'm not, for... I'm not doing <laughs> Oliver riffs on noodles. Right, we're moving on. Please, Ladies sir, can I have some soy sauce? Right, ha, 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 ha. Right, next, we're moving on. So, <laughs> You've lost thank it. you for listening to Cheap Show. Right. Uh, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. Thecheapshow.co.uk. It's your one-stop shop for everything. There are pictures and videos and links to uh, digitizer tickets and latest videos and all sorts. It's all there. All our social media links, all there. Thecheapshow.co.uk. However, if for some reason you've listened to this and thought, hey, maybe I can support them on Patreon, well, you can. We have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash cheapshow. Give what you can, but only if you can. Years of extra content there. Video episodes, magazines, uh, behind the scenes, all kinds of wonderful bits and bobs for you over the past couple of years. Noodle stuff. And we're on Twitter for whatever that's worth now. We're also on threads for whatever that's worth so now. So the cheap, let's, no, the cheap show is on threads, yeah? Cheap show pod. Is, is on what you'll find us by. Uh, but I'm still on Twitter for the time being, Paul. E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D yes. is Eli's thing, and I have run out of fucks for Twitter because Elon Musk is a fat-necked cunt. What a fucking cunt. What a fucking cunt. And it's funny. For some reason, all of a sudden, my timeline is mostly sex bots liking tweets from five years ago. I'm still just getting those products, those Wish.com style all products. All that stuff. Hey, do you want an egg washer? This washes your egg. Why do I need to wash an egg? But also, I got a notification today. I thought, oh, a notification. Yeah. And it was like... Do you want to follow Elon Musk and get his extra content? Fuck no. 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 Oh, mm, what's this one? Notification. Would you like to stick a hot pin up your meters? You see, oh, yes, please. In fact, can it, I have more than one? You see, that's another trope, Paul. The hot pin up the meters. That's You love that. You yeah, love, why do you fantasise about it? It wouldn't be. Depending, if it was just a warm pin, it'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? What I'm saying is, if you put it into the meters, there's plenty of room in most men's meters to get the end of a pin down there. So it'd have to be burning, burning hot. So perhaps you could say red hot pin down my meters. Or perhaps you could go around the back where the chocolate's made. <laughs> and that's this week's cold open. We'll see you next week on Cheap Show. No, thank you, bye. patrons. Thanks. For, I really appreciate no, it. Just Thanks. say bye. We're wrapping up. It's done. We've got, we got a decent laugh out of that. No, I love, I love, I love bye. you. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> bye, everyone. <laughs>